Hey guys, how's it going? I know it's kind of late, well, really early on a Tuesday, but late as far as this podcast goes. I said every Sunday, and it's now Tuesday. Well, something happened on Sunday that caused uh, me to lose, well, interest in losing, like, not losing, more like a... just didn't want to do it on Sunday. Anyway, so it is now 8.30 a.m. on Sunday. Not, oh, not Sunday, Tuesday. Wow, I can't talk right now. But anyway, I decided to change up the thing a little bit and uh, tell you guys a little about me. Um, my name is Daniel, and... Uh, I'm a healthcare worker. Well, considered as a healthcare worker. I don't consider myself as a healthcare worker. Um, but I'm a healthcare worker. I go into people's houses and I help them out. Healthcare-wise and do tasks that they need to do to be able to live on their own. Um, anyway, so... I go, and um, I want to tell you 10 stories, up to 10 stories, really, of lies I got told and lies I tell. And it's going to be a mixture of them. It's going to be a mixture of um, disappointment on your case. I got... And disappointment on their case, you know, like, like uh, pretty much, it it, it it it's going to be uh, a roller coaster of emotions during podcasts and whatnot. But um, let's start with um. The what I feel was a lie. Um, when I was in fourth grade, I had a huge crush on this girl, and she told me she had a crush on me, and I was ecstatic because she was older and. As time goes on, you know, I would find out that I'm into older women. Oh, that's an alarm. Don't mind that. And um, basically what would happen is um, I... Asked her friend, excuse me, by the way, if you heard that, <laughs> I asked her friend to um, ask her out for me. And she said, no. She said, I want him to ask me out. I said, and I said, uh, I had to check to see if the mic was muted. Sorry. Uh, I said, okay. So I asked her out. She said, yes. And I remember that day quite vividly because 
uh, it, it would change my perspective on life altogether. Uh, I'm not going to say her name because um, I, I don't want any of you looking for her because ultimately it is it is my decision if I forgive her or not and um, and uh, ultimately I decided to forgive her. Uh, many, many years down the line, but, um, I was, uh, but going, going forward, um, I was like ecstatic that she said yes. I mean, she's in eighth grade, I'm in fourth grade, you know, stuff like that, you know, and it was, it, it was raining outside, so... The entire school was indoors. Uh, I went to a private school at this time, and um, it was quite a small school, but large enough to be able to fit an entire school in the auditorium or gymnasium, if you will. And that's where we had our meals, our lunches, if you will. And um, it was up to the students to be able to clean up after themselves and for the gymnasium floor to be used for the recess. If it was bad weather outside, like if it was snowing, it was cold, it was winter, um, or in this case, it was raining. So we went and... Um, uh, we would sit on the stands and um, I remember walking down after asking out being on top of the world and um, she stands up in the middle of it I'm just tearing up just thinking about it but um, sorry um, she stood up in the middle of the, um, the entire gymnasium and said, Daniel, this is going to work out. Tile school just started laughing at me, I felt. Um, I broke down in tears. Um, of course, because I just got humiliation of my life and she told me she liked me but she thought first she told me as an excuse or a lie really I got two I got two lies out of this one um is she thought it would make me cooler and then she uh, she changed her story and said um she thought it would um, boost my popularity, really. Which it did neither. And then she finally caved in and said she thought it would be funny if she did that to me. 
And I remember looking at the teacher that was sitting next to me, you know, trying to comfort me. And I said, I just want to die. And I did want to die. That, that was my, um, that, that day was my, um, first, first time I tried to commit suicide. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it, it, it was quite traumatizing for me. Um, um, down the line, I would be diagnosed with autism, depression, major depression, um, schizophrenia, and, um, uh, actually, uh, not schizophrenia, but schizophrenic tendencies, really. And, um, epilepsy. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, one story. Um, another story is I met this girl online, and, um, we, we would, we would begin the date, and, um, she would come over to my place, now, yeah, um, gonna tell you about, the, uh, bad part about my, about that story is, uh, my place was not the cleanest, you know, I can never keep a clean place, you know. Until this day, I cannot keep a clean place, you know. Um, anyway, um, I go, and um, I'm, I'm talking to her, and she comes over. Um, she came over because she told me, because I told her that my mom just had a stroke. And she wanted to be there for me. And uh, I, I, I was like, or static, you know. But I finally get to meet her. So I clean up a little bit and I go get her. Now, the, the, this lie I told, um, I, I don't know if she knows, um, but. If you're listening, I'm sorry for telling you this lie. Um, this is a lie that I told. I told her about five times, five lies that day. The same lie, but I consider it five lies. Um, that I was almost there. I was almost there, and uh, I was not even close to being there. She lived in New York at the time. I lived in Pennsylvania, and it was about an hour away, you know, and, um, when I just left, I could have just said, I, I, I'm sorry, I just left, I wanted to do some stuff around the house, no, I didn't do that, what I did was, I said, I'm almost there, 
I'm about five minutes out. And so she waited patiently at the footstep, at her doorstep, whatever, with her bags. And she would call me like every five minutes, wondering where I am, where are you? And I would constantly tell her, well, I'm almost there. And she lived on a farm at that time. And um, there was this, like, road or whatever that I had to take. And I would tell her I missed that road. Well, I didn't miss the road. I wasn't even close to that road yet. So she finally gave up and went inside in about... 30 minutes after her last phone call with me, um, I arrived. And she got in, and I switched to the back seat, and, you know, we, we were talking and whatnot. And it never came up, I don't think. I, I, I don't remember. Um, but, um, yeah. Um... Okay. That's my cat, by the way, Kaylee. Now, um, another story I have for you guys is, um, uh, I'm not going to tell that one yet. Um, I'm going to save it for the end of the season or something like that. I don't know when I'm going to tell you that one. But, yeah. Um, throughout the season, you're going to find out stuff about me um, that I'm not exactly too proud of, I'm not too fond of, or stuff that really changed me. Um... But one thing, one story I'm going to tell you is the story of when I got locked up. I beat up somebody. Um, I'm not going to say who it was because I'm not ready for that backlash yet. But I beat somebody up because ultimately they're for me. And I regret it. I regret it. Every day. Still, to this day, I regret it. But, um... Uh, I go and, um... I get locked up. At first, I, I'm not believing it. You know, that... They press charges against me. Right? And I hated them for it. Because... It, it not not because they pressed charges against me. It was because they made me miss dinner. They made me miss dinner, so I was so mad at them. And this part, uh, the, these kids gathered around, and they they saw that I was angry. And I, they, they, I was noticeably angry because I was like, oh, that, uh, you know, made me miss my dinner. So they they asked the uh, counselors at the time 
if they can give me crackers, cheese and crackers. No, no cheese and crackers, really. I was really hungry, so I scoffed down like 10 packages of these cheese and crackers before I got full. Um, that day, and it really lightened my mood and made me accept, like, my situation all at once, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it was quite traumatizing, you know, in that situation because um, it was um, my first time being locked up and I always look down on people that got locked up, you know. Before this, I was like, they did something wrong. They deserved it. You know, they, they, you know, I never put in the situational, you know, like, I never put in the situation or anything like that. Like, I, I, I still feel that if you did something wrong, if you broke the law, you, you deserve to be in jail. You know? I believe that full heartedly now, but. I, I, there was this kid at my school, my high school, that uh, me and my sister went to at the same time, um, that uh, got locked up before me, and we would make fun of him. And little Karma really came back at me that day, you know, and um, I never assessed the situation as such, you know. But um, I would uh, that uh, th uh, throughout that week and a half uh, be judgmental of not him, but of me. Um. I um I say we can have not not because uh I was in lockup for total week and a half. I was in lockup for I think about two years. Two years I think. I believe. Uh two years for this misdemeanor. I got charged with the misdemeanor. But throughout I'm gonna tell you stories uh throughout my life, but um Uh, two years for a misdemeanor. Maximum sentence, they said. Maximum. They threw the book at me, they said. But for this week and a half period, I uh, I would be sleeping cold on my bed. I couldn't figure out why I'm so cold. Because there was a heating duct right underneath my bed. And it, it was a small, it was a small cell. Really, really small cell. Uh, it was probably like five by twelve. Uh, you had to back up just to be able to open the door, you know, because you and the door cannot exist in the same space. 
because the sink was there. Uh, there was a metal, polished metal, polished metal uh, thing uh, for a meal. It looked like a tray, you know, like a tray that you would get from like a, from the actual prison um, that they did this and do anything with, you know, like they didn't, they, they, they didn't, um, mold it. They just gave us a blank and polished it up and put it on the wall. And I remember looking at it one day and I'm like, mm, what you got thing it's metal and screwed it in very tightly or else I'll be using it right now. Um, and so I remember, um, them telling me, well, you're leaving us today. And I said, why? And you guys says overpopulation. We got a few new kids coming in and we don't want to be spitting up cells anymore so we're shipping out the ones that are behaving to other facilities I said really I said yeah we're sending you to the hermitage I said okay it, it was quite a drive um, once again that day I missed dinner Kelly can you stop that Thank you. And um, so instead of making me miss dinner, Kaylee, stop it. Get your claws out of my couch and go. Thank you. Um, they pulled up to a Wendy's or something like that. I forget what restaurant it was, but then they got me something to eat. And I ate it in the car on the way there. You know, it was quite a drive. Was, I think it was like two hours drive from that detention facility. And um, I remember getting in there and they do the screening. Like, I, I was... I was not aware of that I would be screened again. They checked me for lice. Um, they had me wear things. You know, like um, I, Before this, I was wearing boxers. You know, but they made me wear uh, briefs. And um, if, if you wear boxers, you're not used to briefs anymore. They're kind of snug, if you will. Um, for gentlemen listeners, they're kind of snug if you're used to wearing briefs, like not briefs, but uh, boxers. Um, they're kind of snug. And um, they did not have my size for um, PJs. So they gave me a large... The largest they had, um, a large, um, 
PJ bottoms, which was pretty much sweatpants. And I had to wear them every night. And I said, well, I'll make do. You know. Um, yeah, um, they were quite snug. Even snugger than the briefs they gave me. Um, surprisingly. Um, so it made everything, you know, pop, if you will. Like, not pop, pop, but pop, if you, if you know what I mean. Like, so. So, I go, and, um, I'm walking out of the dressing room, and they look at me, and everybody starts laughing again. I'm like, what? I know, it's tight, you know, shut up. (laughs) But, the staff stepped in and said, that's the largest we had. We couldn't, we couldn't give them anything. They said, no, we we're not laughing at him, we're laughing with him. Like, and I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I just brushed it aside, you know. And, um, I would, I would become the smartest kid in that facility. It, it, it was, it wasn't a lockup, really. Uh, they transferred me from lockup to a shelter. So, um, like, uh, they, they call themselves a Celto because, uh, you can put yourself in there. You didn't have to be put in there by law, like the bus facility. So I'm going back to forth from my main city, you know, with the city I'm living in and the, um, hermitage place. And, um, They they walked up to me one day and um, they said we have to transfer you back. I said what? They said yeah. Uh, there's spots open now. Uh, there will be spots open in the future. Um, they predict. So we have to transfer you back. They said I like it here. They said it doesn't matter. I said okay. So they transferred me back to that place. And I remember the um, one of the counselors goes and says, I don't want to see you back here. And uh, I remember walking in and um, and the counselor goes and says, what are you doing back here so soon? Like, I told you never come back here. I said, it's for the same reason. He says, really? I'm like, yeah. This is okay. So, um, it was like, I think six months of this trials, just standing in front of judges, you know, throughout both facilities, just, um, standing there in front of the judge or in front of counselors or in front of, people really telling me this is what's going to happen. This is how it's happening. And this is why it's happening. And 
I didn't understand the judicial period at all. Like, the, you know, like what would happen and stuff like that. So it was quite nice for them to take time out of their day to tell me point blank, this is what's going to happen. This is why it's happening. And this is how it's going to happen. And um, the first time in front of the judge, um, uh, my attorney, you know, be, before we go in front of the judge, uh, this time she said, okay, this is where you appear in front of the judge. Um, he's going to ask me for a verdict, like not a verdict, but a uh, plea. And she said, you have two options, guilty or not guilty. But I'm going to tell you this right now. There's a little trick in the book that I like to play. It's called no contest. I said, really? I know guilty or not guilty. Like, I've never heard of no contest. So she says, it's well, my cat's asking for food. <laughs> Stop it, Kelly. Now I know. I have to get you food. Um, uh, it's basically where um, you skip everything and you just go straight to the punishment. You don't. You don't. Um, you, you don't go to trial. You just go straight to punishment. You don't say that you did it. You don't. Nothing. I said, oh, okay. And I said, I'm going to take that. So, she says, so basically what you're saying is everything here happened. In the notes. I said, I kind of lost you there for a second. Uh, because apparently. Uh, segments can only be 29 minutes and. 59 seconds long, so um, I'm going to pick up what I left off. Uh, she goes to said, uh, uh, she, she, she says, okay. Um, so we walk into the um, courtroom. Still don't know um, if I was defendant or plaintiff. Um, I'm going to look it up here in a few minutes after I get done with this, but um, I walk in and he beats out my docket and he goes and says, so how does your client plead? She goes and says, not guilt, not a guilt, not guilt, nah, no contest, I mean. He goes and he goes and says, okay, we're going to proceed with the pre-trial and no, she goes and says, we're going to continue with the pre-trial. And I'm going to hear the evidence. And so the the officer, the arresting officer was there. And um, he uh, basically said what happened uh, when he arrived. And... Uh, arrived on scene, and the person, um, and she goes, she goes, okay, I accept your no contest plea. And basically, she, 
as we're walking out, the police officer made a beeline to me. And um, he outstretched his hand and said, I wish you all the luck. And in the corner of my eye, I can hear everybody getting, like, see everybody getting ready for me to just deck him on, you know. He did it. I knew he was doing his job. I knew I did wrong. So I shook it. I shook the officer's hand and I said, thank you for doing your job. And as we're walking out, we get into the hallway. Uh, I'm, I'm still in handcuffs with shackles on and whatnot. And my um, attorney, my public defender, oh, I'm a defendant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just clicked. Um, but my public defender person says, um, okay, that was the smartest thing you could have ever done. I said, really, why? She just shook his hand. It was the smartest thing you could have ever done. Um, I, I told her the reason why. She said, because, because I said, because he was doing his job. Like I told you guys a couple of seconds ago. And she just says, still, that was the smartest thing you could have ever done. Like she was awestruck. She said, she's never, ever seen anybody do that like do that in hard time as uh, as a uh, public defender and um, she she said uh, how proud that of, of me she was that I shook his hand that I that I uh, put aside my pride and I shook his hand. And I said, it was nothing. Still was nothing. But it made the judge realize and it made everybody else realize that I changed. They still had to throw the maximum punishment at me, but I changed. I changed for the better. So, like I said, I was in there for about two years, and the lie, I had to tell you that because um, I didn't want to keep any secrets from you guys, but the lie that I was told was by my best friend. Um, I, I was at the final facility, um, wasn't too far away from my house, um, so any visitors from my house could just pop in at any time, you know, during visiting hours, and, um, I would get mail from my best friend that day and um, he told me that the girl I went to go see 
by the way, this is all over a video game. I beat up this person all over a video game. Um, because it was my best friend's birthday at the time. And I wanted to go see him. Because I wanted to go meet uh, this girl, Danielle. No, wait, not Danielle. That was another girl. Amanda. I wanted to go meet Amanda. Uh, and, uh, I went and she acted like me and everything. And my counselor at the time, my like, therapist, if you will, uh, said it was a match made in hell. <laughs> and, um, So, this person tried to stop me from going. They said, no, you can't go. You, 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 you shouldn't go. You can't go. And um, like, things got physical. And, I, yeah, so, you know, well, things went from there. And... Um, I went and um, I uh, was pretty much walking to the east side of the town, which is quite a feat, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't live that. I, I, I lived farther away from the east side than I did from the outskirts of town. The outskirts of town was like there, and uh, walking to Eastside was about, I would say, about 13 miles. So I walked down about 13 miles, about 13, 13 or 14 miles, you know. And it was pouring down rain again. And somebody pulled up and said, get in. I said, no, uh, I'm good, you know. You don't take rides from Sanchez. <laughs> Well, that person who gave me a ride to my friend's house, um, coincidentally enough, was one of the counselors that would um, look after me during my stay in lockup. And she said, I'm never going to give a person a ride again. <laughs> and I, I realized it's not funny. It's just ironic, really that the person who helped me escape from the situation, I would uh, eventually end me up in Horkeo, um <laughs> was the person who, you know, could be all right, you know. I hope I explained that quite well. But um, anyway, so... Um, yeah, it was over a video game. But my best friend at the time, I'm not going to say his name because he's my security passways. <laughs> to some of my uh, security codes. Um, uh, I got to change it now. But, um, yeah, I'm back. I found out what happened. There was no time limit, apparently. It's just my cat. No, wait. Uh, we caught up to 30 minutes. Okay. But this time, my cat hit the keyboard. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, 
I have to change my security code now. But um, I go and um, uh, what was I talking about? Lock up. Uh, oh, yeah, the letter I got from him. Uh, the, the, the girl that I had a crush on um, that I did all this for. Um, that she said that she would wait for me and, um, all that stuff. Um, anyway, um, she cheated on me. She cheated on me. Um, she got pregnant. And she was keeping it. Which, I'm glad she did keep it, but see, the fact that um, uh, she cheated on me to that extreme hurt. You know? So, I sat in that um, visiting room private visiting room for about how long some odd minutes. I think it was like an hour or two hours or something like that, just crying. And they warned me too. They said that this is gonna be a tough letter. Do you want to read it? I said, Yeah, I wanna read it. I wanna know what went wrong. I wanna know what happened. And uh, he he told me that his grandma passed away, and that um, my girlfriend cheated on me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, that was a rough day for me. Um. But, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to end it now. I don't, I said about two hours, but it is now, now 9.15 and I have to get ready for walking with it. But, um, I, I'm going to try to do it as often as possible, you know, these episodes or whatnot. And uh, I hope that you don't find yourself in my situation that happened to me that caused me to get in lockup but um there's always another choice besides for violence may not seem like it at the time but there is there always there's always is um So, I'm going to hit stop recording now, and I'll try to see if I can get an episode in tomorrow. If not, uh, I'll talk to you guys another time. I hope you have a good day, and um, I hope I didn't bring you down. (laughs) But, actually, I'm going to end these things with a... No, not today. Uh, 
but I'm going to look up um, quotes from historical past. Oh, wait, just today, I just came up with one. If you do not learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Hope you guys have a good day.